Check your panties. With your host, Joey Valentine. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. Ahoy hoy and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. It is May 18th, 2022. You are listening to your favorite podcast or soon-to-be favorite podcast. I am Joey Valentine, and I am so super-duper extra crispy happy to have you here with me. Wednesday, halfway through the work week. How's everybody's week going so far? Mine is just, you know, <laughs> hanging on. I've checked out. I mean, it's it's hard to like really do your job well when you know you only have a few days left. You know, like the the professional side of me wants to and then the like evil side of me wants to just tell someone to fuck themselves because <laughs> I start my day as like the first person I talk to and they just immediately like literally, I don't know how it is every morning the first person i talk to every morning has a fucking attitude problem like they've been saving it up all night direct line right to me and i am in such a good mood when i start work i don't need that bullshit nobody does and i'm getting these people that are like they just they won't even listen they have absolutely no intention of reason and i'm like settle down like i'm literally trying to help you i want to resolve whatever your issue is people gotta be nicer man you get nowhere with that. The only time you should be an asshole is when they're being an asshole or they're being unreasonable. Like when customer service really does suck and they're not doing their job and they do owe you something because you bent over and took one in the tailpipe. That's when it's time to swear and get loud. So anyway, my beloved stars lost, as you all know, but that doesn't mean hockey season is over. No, there's lots of hockey left, but I'm not going to get into that. I say I'm not a sports show. I don't want anyone to get bored listening to me talk about how awesome hockey is and you should be watching every game that's on television. I'm sure you have lots of other really exciting things to do, like pluck your fucking eyebrows or, oh, speaking of which, I saw this broad on, <laughs> sorry, no offense to women. I love using words like broad and dame and toots, you know, because I'm a big Three Stooges fan and everything they did was in the 40s. So when, like, when you hear my accent, like, kind of veer off into that land, like if I say work or girl or hamburger, that's because I grew up with the Three Stooges as my parents. And I love saying broad or dame when I refer to women, or tomato. <laughs> no offense, really. Uh, I think those are the funny words that I don't think anyone could get offended. Well, what am I saying? It's 2022. Someone will find a way to get offended. But I saw this dame on YouTube, and she had her eyebrows all fucked up. Now, I don't understand, like, when I was growing up, back in my day, like, eyebrows weren't a thing. You know, like my ex-wife, the devil, she did her eyebrows, you know, and she had to, like, she wasn't a hairy person, but she had, you know, her, her eyebrows didn't grow like perfect, like mine. She always used to tell me how much she hated me because I had these perfect eyebrows and I'm like, well, that's, 
never something that I've <laughs> ever aspired to have. Like, well, I got a little dick, but the eyebrows, <laughs> I'll tell you, the ladies love them. No, that's not how it works. So uh, this girl, so eyebrows weren't a thing when I was growing up. I mean, not that I know of. I mean, I like half the broads I went to school with, they had unibrows. Even the pretty girls never messed with hair. I mean, some of the hottest chicks I went to school with had mustaches. You know, they weren't, they were blonde mustaches, but mustaches nonetheless. Huge pet peeve of mine. If I kiss a chick and I feel fuzz, that's it. I have literally broken up with more than one woman over that. And um, <laughs> the misogynist hour with Joey Valentine. I'm here to offend all women everywhere all the time. So, yeah, eyebrows, right? It started, I guess, becoming a thing about 10 years ago, so far as I could tell, like a thing where everyone was doing it. And I'll tell you another thing, like I know for a fact that it's a Mexican thing here where I live, where the, where Mexicans are the majority. It's shave them and paint them back the fuck on. And I, it's so repulsive. They're all blocky and obviously not real eyebrows. And I don't, I don't understand. Women don't seem to get it. In the history of how long I have been a man chasing women, women don't seem to understand there are so many things that they do that men either don't find attractive or don't fucking care. And I got to put eyebrows like up at the top. I mean, most men don't care anyway. I'm sure that most disgusting men would have sex with a woman whose ass crack looked like a grizzly bear. I can't deal with shit like that. I don't do hair. I've said it before. I'm just not a, not a hair person. Not, eat, not on myself, not on someone else. It's fucking gross. I actually broke up with a girl a few years ago uh, who I am still very good friends with, uh, but she would not shave her armpits. And uh, that's just one of many stupid reasons that I've ended meaningful relationships. But, you know, she came to see me and uh, I said, uh, hey, uh, you think maybe next time you come over, you could be a little less 70s? And she goes, well, if you don't like it, I don't have to come back next time. And I said, well, all right then. And she didn't. And we <laughs> we didn't talk for a while. She's off in a very happy relationship. She's obviously found her a man who digs arm hair, armpit hair, uh, and a, a bush like Rapunzel. But that's not my gig. That's not my jam. But this eyebrow thing, I saw this chick on YouTube, and she's got these eyebrows. They're all botched. They look like, they, they don't even look painted. They look like they're tattooed, but they're up and they fucked her head up and it i'm just like why you know and and actually from the reaction of the internet a lot of other people are saying why as well ladies just if you don't like your eyebrows just you know um like like trim them you know just pluck them and make them into a straight line or just leave them alone unless you have like some gnarly three inch hair growing out of there that don't then you only have to pick that every once in a while but otherwise stop painting your eyebrows on do you think men notice, like good men, well, smart men will notice things that you have changed about your physical appearance. Men who want to keep getting laid and men who are trained well in a relationship, if you get your hair done, it is your job to comment on it and how good it looks. And you need to immediately see that it happened. You don't want to be told that she got her hair cut. Okay. You need to fucking see that. Even if you're not sure. Be like, did you do something different with your hair? Don't wait for her to tell you. Then it, it, that shit is going to come back to bite you in the ass like 30 days later or maybe even 30 years later. 
Yeah, I'll never forget that time, May 18th, 2022. Got my hair did, $80 on it. I kept waving it around in front of you. Did you look at it? No. You had no problem looking at the back of my head later that night. You didn't fucking notice then. Eyebrows. No man is... I mean, men are going to notice your eyebrows when you shave them off and you paint them back on. Do you want us to comment on the paint job? I mean, it's not like uh, you just got your car painted. Oh, that looks slick. Look at the way the sun reflects off of that cool blue or that cherry red. No, I don't want to talk about my girlfriend's forehead like it's a classic automobile. Don't paint your eyebrows on. It's so awful looking. You look like a clown. And I don't care if you get offended by this. You need to hear it. This is good for you. Don't paint your eyebrows. Men don't notice that shit. They don't notice your eyebrows until you fuck them up. You're on the internet with your <laughs> cartoon eyebrows. Look at me. Look at my eyebrows. Men are just like, pass, pass, keep looking at other shit. Then you come back with the same picture with your tits mashed up into the bottom of the picture. See, I have tits too. Well, gentlemen, you have my curiosity. But now you have my attention. Dude, I have had just about enough of this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard shit, okay? Like, it's literally dominating the news sites that I read on a regular basis. I'm talking about news sites that show things like politics and war and education and welfare and crime and things that are important to me going on around the world. It is literally the top thing on every news site I go to. And they're using all these horrible puns, you know, like I heard that or a new deposition, you know, like, I mean, how many fucking puns can you make off of Depp and Heard? Oh, it's so fucking irritating. Like, please just quit. And I get it. It's a high profile case. I've been a big Johnny Depp fan since I was a kid, you know, before he turned absolutely nuts. Love 21 Jump Street. Always wanted to be a cop when I was growing up. And to be an undercover cop in high school, I used to fantasize about that all the time. And then he made, like, really kick-ass movies. And then he went just batshit crazy with the costumes. And he made a few decent flicks here and there. I love pirates. I don't know anything about Amber Heard. I didn't even know who she was. Like, I had... No idea who she was. Didn't know her name. Didn't know she was involved with Johnny. Didn't know she was an actress. All of a sudden, I'm seeing shit like, uh, let's get 100,000 signatures to boycott Amber Heard from Aquaman 2. And I'm like, Jesus, man. I mean, Aquaman was a piece of shit, so I really didn't pay attention. But I thought I would have remembered there being like a pretty hot chick in it. And uh, I don't. So, <laughs> sorry. I can't get behind Aquaman. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Jason Momoa, he's hot, he's ripped, sexy as hell, and he makes a great superhero. He could play anyone. He could be Batman, he could be Superman, he could be any superhero he wanted to be. And then you give him lame-ass Aquaman. I mean, this, is, this guy is like the, <laughs> he's the joke of the comic book world. His powers are he controls fish. Trust me, that's, like, they made it. You know, when they made the Aquaman movies, they're like, okay, well, here's here's the story. Since Batman's fighting crime in Gotham, I mean, we can't have Aquaman, like, 
surfing around with seahorses and shit in the middle of the city. So uh, we'll wage war against all the Aquini people, Aquinians. I don't know. That's probably not what they're really called. But all the Aqua people will wage war against the land people. And that's how we'll make this all tie together. I mean, really, if I'm in a burning building in downtown Houston, like, yeah, I'd love to have Aquaman because he could put the fucking fire out, but he's Aquaman. What's he going to do? Like, chuck starfish at it? Bring down a giant rain of seaweed? He's Aquaman. Yeah, he's moderately cool now, but trust me, in the comic books, (laughs) not so much. But I am getting, like, the biggest kick out of Amber shitting in the bed. I mean, like, that's a great representation of what a real relationship is like. Like, if you've never dated a woman who's shit in your bed or attempted to shit in something of yours, you know, then you've never really been in a serious relationship you know, or threatened to cut your balls off or, like, uh, here's a popular one, throwing your shit out the window, breaking your stuff destroying your Xbox, but shitting in the bed, especially when you are as big of a celebrity as those two, that's uh, that's not one you can sweep under the rug. <laughs> and I imagine, what did that conversation sound like? How did it go? Well, here's how I think it went. Oh, Amber, I am so sick of your bullshit. Fuck you, Johnny. I'm so sick of your fake British accent and your stupid goatee. Can't you just make a movie without a costume? Remember Nick of Time? 21 Jump Street? It's called acting, Amber. You can't just swim around with a CGI fish and call it acting. Fuck you! How about this? How about I take a shit on the bed? Amber, please don't. That's right, Johnny. I'm going to drop a huge deuce on the bed. Jesus, Amber, no, those are 5,000 thread Egyptian sheets. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Oh, Amber, you've really done it. Now I'm going to have to call the police. Fucking do it. I'll just say the dog took the shit on the bed. I don't think they'll believe you, love. That pile is the size of a boot. I'm so done with this. I'm going to make Pirate 7, the curse of the bitch who shat in my quarters. And scene. Hold for applause. Thank you. Thank you. Johnny and Amber. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was good. That's good stuff. That's real good stuff. Dean, give me some love. Stars shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Say nighty night and kiss me Do you guys remember in the 80s when the two Corys, like, ruled everything? I saw, well, I re-watched a movie I hadn't seen in so long, and I had forgotten how much I love, called Dream a Little Dream, starring Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, which was a movie that I felt was lost on a lot of people because, you know, no one seemed to really get it. It's 
you know, because Jason Robards, the old man, you know, he he collides with young Corey Haim and they switch bodies. Well, Jason Robards is in a coma with Corey Haim's soul inside and Corey Haim's body has Jason Robards' soul and he's getting to relive his youth. And it's a fantastic fantasy movie. It's extremely well done, extremely underrated. And uh, I highly recommend it. I'm only bringing it up not for any reason other than to just say if you haven't seen it, I would suggest it. It's a good flick. It's a good uh, couples flick, too. It's not all drama. It's not all sappy, lovey-dovey. It's a, you know, it's an artsy movie. Kind of like how Desperately Seeking Susan, I felt, was very misunderstood. You know, you had a woman who switched places with another woman living vicariously through Madonna's life. She was living out all the fantasies that she could never live as this plain housewife and i think a lot of people missed the mark on that one as well that's another great 80s movie i love madonna movies who's that girl it's not streaming on anything but man i wish it was so good so good but man when the Corys ruled the 80s license to drive <laughs> oh maserati <laughs> dude license to drive Corey Haim gets his life no he excuse me he goes to get his driver's license fails the driver's test and lies about it, then takes his grandfather's Cadillac out for the night. And for the next hour and a half, it gets stolen, beat up, shit on, puked in, completely demolished. And he's just trying to get it home before his parents wake up because he snuck it out. That's such a great movie. And then the very end of the movie, you know, the, the grandfather shows up at the house. And he's like, where's my caddy? And they pull the garage up and it's just fucked, right? The caddy is in the garage and it looks like it's been cubed. You know how they do cars in uh, uh, junkyards? It's like completely cubed. And uh, the dad's like, he did it. He did it. <laughs> Blaming the son, Corey Feldman. And the grandfather starts laughing and he goes, eh, I had a little trouble with your car too. Tow truck comes pulling up. BMWs on the tow truck and it's f just as fucked up as the Cadillac. And it's like, oh man, grandpa has a story too. I was so hoping they'd make a license to drive to. I think they probably did like a direct video. I'd have to look it up, but I was so hoping they'd have a license to drive to with the grandpa's story and all the crazy shit that happened to his car. You know, like grandpa's out with hookers and pimps keeps getting robbed and the car keeps getting stolen. A total like adventures in babysitting type situation, which is by the way, awesome movie. Elizabeth Shue in her prime. Oh, so hot. Maybe she's not for everybody, but I think she's, I thought back then she was a Fox adventures in babysitting. Such a cool movie. What else did the film is? Oh, lost boys, man. Lost boys is a classic, classic vampire film, man. How, how do you people not get it? You non-80s living people, like if you were born in the 90s and you're listening to this show and you're digging what I'm saying, I'm telling you, man, there are so many movies and most of them, like whenever I think about them, I go, let me see if that's streaming, you know, on the 30 premium channels I'm paying for every month. And none of them are. I don't understand that. You had such a great collection of movies coming out all the time, like comedies and this was like this awesome period in America where no one was offended by anything. So, yes, these comedies have not aged well, but they're still funny. 
And, you know, there was nobody worried about offending anyone because it was all in good fun. These weren't Nazi propaganda films. They were American black humor, dark humor. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, Lost Boys, that's a, that's a must-see. You had a slew of John Candy films, like Who's Harry Crumb? Can't find that anywhere. Nothing But Trouble. Uncle Buck. You got Dan Aykroyd in that. Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Two Indiana Jones movies. God, I'm just naming stuff off the top of my head. And these are like the blockbuster ones. There was a ton, a ton of, you know, not flops, but just made their money back type of films. Like, think about things like Revenge of the Nerds 2. Okay, the original Revenge of the Nerds was a cult classic. Although, you want to talk about a movie that has not aged well? That one, man, there's a scene in there where the, like, one of the head nerds, Louis Skolnick dresses up as this cheerleader's boyfriend as Darth Vader and they go into the bounce house and he goes down on her and she thinks it's her boyfriend and then he takes the mask off and she's like, oh my God, it's a nerd. And then she's like, oh, are all nerds as good as you? And like back then I, I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, I was like eight years old. And then now <laughs> I'm like, wow, if you... If you pretended to be someone's boyfriend and was munching her rug, I mean, that is like all kinds of felonious assault. Big time. And so wrong to put in a movie. And he ends up with the girl, the one he tricks. And not only that, prior to him doing that, they sold, they were raising money. They got a picture of her in the shower and they put that picture in the bottom of a pie tin and they sold the pies. So they're selling hundreds and hundreds of pies because as the people eat them, they get to see tits at the bottom of this poor girl. I mean, yeah, she was a bitch cheerleader, but she didn't deserve that. They committed felonies that would have gotten you life. It has not aged well. But then Revenge of the Nerds 2 came out and it was, personally, I thought it was a huge step up. But then it's like, super offensive to gay people. If something's not like hateful, then I, I, I just go with the humor in it. But in revenge of the nerds too, the gay character, man, that didn't age well at all. <laughs> but you have to understand these can't be eighties movies, man. Like there was just, I think that's probably why society now is so ultra sensitive is not because so much that everyone's looking to, you know, bark at everything, but it's just that we got away with so much for so long before people finally stepped up. And now there's so much evidence of it. it it's like you don't want to do anything that even resembles the past, you know. And also people just love to complain. You're going to find that even if we solved all of the world's problems, you ended racism, you ended fat shaming, you ended bullying, you know, everything was a harmonious world. There's, you know, you're still going to find people to complain about. Like people are going to go to civil war over Coke V Pepsi, you know, because people love drama. People love to argue. And there are a lot of people in this world who love to get attention by complaining about dumb shit. I get calls all the time from people who have literally no problem with their accounts. Nothing. Nothing wrong whatsoever. And But they've got nothing to do. 
I had a woman call me and the IRS had given her $3 extra that she didn't earn. And I, I was going through her stuff. I was going through her account and I said, ma'am, I said, it's, it's going to be a whole mess of paperwork for me to fix this. If you, she said, well, I just want to pay it back. I said, no one cares. Just keep the $3 and just go about your life. And she kept going and going. And I said, I, I, I said, I, I don't know how to, you can pay this back. I said, it's not, let me explain it to you in, in better terms. It's like this. When you have a health savings account with the IRS and you're not, it's not being managed by an employer. If you are terminated or you quit your job, the HSA will get a recurring $1.50 fee to keep it open. And it will happen every single month until the account is depleted. Well, when she closed her account, she had, you know, like two bucks. Okay. So it, it took the 150 and then it took a 150 again, but it was just 50 cents remaining in the account. And then so it, it, she didn't actually pay the dollar is what it was. And she wanted to pay that back. And I said, there's nothing to pay back. You have a zeroed out account that's closed. The IRS took your money. They shut the account off. She said, yeah, but I didn't pay that dollar. And she said, do you think that's ethical? Do you think that's fair? I said, I think someone's playing a practical joke on me or this is a test call because I don't know what you want me to do. You want to pay back this money, this dollar bill to the IRS. I said, I think I'm being like, I think my supervisor must have set this up. And this call went over like an hour. And although I admired her <laughs> honesty, I didn't quite understand her persistence other than she just had nothing else going on. It's 11 a.m. on a weekday. Who has time to spend two hours trying to repay a dollar to the IRS? Crazy cat lady. That's who. Start a podcast. I did. You can still keep the cats. So the Dallas Mavericks will start their first playoff game against the Golden State Warriors tonight. If you are a basketball fan, and I am not, but I'm going to watch and I'm going to cheer, and hopefully the Mavericks do well. So you guys, you know, I'm just for all you sports people, letting you know that's what's happening in my sports area of the world. And I'm going to watch every single hockey game that plays. I am watching one right now as I record. Shows are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but you already knew that, didn't you? You can reach me at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com. I love getting mail. Please send me some. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. I'll be back on Friday. And what do I always say? Be nice.